0: Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career, so let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Dance. I am so excited for today's episode. Also, um, you might have noticed I cut my own hair. I'm just going to put it out there. So if you're a hairdresser out there, please don't judge me. I would also like some recommendations. But enough about me. Today, my guest is Carlos, who is a dancer, but he doesn't just limit himself to dance. He literally does Everything Under the Sun. He not only is a professional dancer, but he's also a lifestyle, beauty, and fashion photographer. He has a sweet setup. He does, like, we're gonna talk all about it. He is a director, an actor, a rapper, and a mental health advocate. Um, And he has a really cool story about how he got into dance. I'll have a little, little preview, but he originally went to Pace University um, and then. Decided to drop out and pursue dance full time. So I'll let him tell that whole story because it is so cool. Wait till you find out what he was studying before he even discovered dance. Like, I can't even imagine him not dancing. And now, like, to hear that story, you're just gonna, you're gonna be like, whoa. Um, And, yeah, so he co-runs a production company called karma with his partner in crime, Emma, who was on the show. You might have remembered last year around this time, we made some gratitude friendship bracelets. It was the first time she ever made a friendship bracelet, which is really cool. Um, And he is also in the process of developing a mental health slash vulnerability support group for a brand that was started during quarantine called Safe Space, which I'm so excited to talk about. So Enough of me blabbing on. I want you to check out this amazing video of him because he's an awesome dancer. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Patreon. If you would like to support this show and get some fun perks, join the Supporter Squad. It's only $5 a month, which is less than a Dunkin' Donuts iced matcha latte in Manhattan. And instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice, you will get access to fun behind-the-scenes content, early access to guests, and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on YouTube. I'm hoping to grow this community and we have a discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail. I've got a lot of ideas. Once we reach 100 patrons, I will be starting the Dancer's Dream grant program. This means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now, let's get back to the episode. Like, what? That was so strong and powerful. I'm obsessed. All right. Without further ado, let's bring a minute to the applause. Are you ready for it? Woohoo! Hey. <laughs> Hello. How are welcome. you?
1: Thank <laughs> you. I'm this good? intro? <laughs> this intro? Oh, my God. I feel so funny.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. I am so excited that you're here. I'm so excited. Um, Our craft is fall themed. We are spicing uh up some pumpkins. So you have like a really funky pumpkins. They've got like some added foliage. I love that for you. Um, Uh And I have this like Uh white pumpkin that has kind of like lumps and bumps. And so we thought we would just Get a little creative, see what happens, see if we can spice them up a bit. I have some gold paint, and I'm just going to kind of paint it. And then, yeah, yeah, we can just kind of see where it takes us. There's no fail option because there's no right way to do this craft, which is the best kind of craft because sometimes they go very wrong for me on this show. So I, while we do this, would love to hear a little bit about your journey with dance, and how you started dancing, um, Mm -hmm. which I already know a little bit about, and it is such a cool story. So take it away.
1: Right. So it's a very interesting story because dance was always something I admired literally my whole life, but I never got a chance to discover um, careers in dance. It wasn't a thing in my uh, family. So, not until college sophomore year in high—I mean sophomore year in college—I came across a YouTube video, and it was a Luam video. Uh, Luam uh, Klavetsky. She runs like amazing workshops. RTI, one of my first ones in New York. And yeah. to be honest, I was in college for business uh, management as well as uh, accounting and honestly dance could have been furthest from my mind at this time and until i saw this music video not music video um dance class because during that time she was actually like posting a lot of her
0: yeah she was uh, one of the first videos. people to post class videos online
1: exactly like she was the pioneer of it i, I remember
0: think. watching her videos like dreaming about in oh, her luam world and her her cool oh, yeah. pants that she had and I was like this lady's amazing and then like got to meet her like whoa crazy <laughs> right but yeah literally. she she's so inspiring so I 100% understand how you would be enthralled by dance after watching one of her class videos
1: oh my god like it was ridiculous and I got so inspired and what's crazy is that the moment I saw this video I realized okay I think my whole life is about to change. I felt it. And literally, there was no turning back. I think life kind of just geared its way to push me into the direction. So context, I have always had issues with migraines. Migraines were a huge issue during high school. I always ended up missing homework, classes, staying up late. It was a big issue. But I always fought through it and you know, got the job done. This particular semester, it got really, really bad um and also at the same time depression was a huge thing for me so i was ending i was like missing classes and you know being absent from like a whole bunch of like you know seminars and workshops and whatnot that was pretty much required for my major and even though i got all of my work done at the end of the semester i got called into the dean's office and said and they told me hey we might actually have to fail you for two of your classes because it seemed like you just didn't you know attend enough even though you did all the work every single one of them i aced every single one of them um probably got like a b plus on one of them but it was still passing and they ended up telling me because you ended up failing these two um these two classes we're gonna have to strip away your scholarship and I was only attending this like really prestigious school because I got like a three quarter scholarship wow. for my classes. And I was like, Okay, well, if I can't do school with a scholarship, I'm gonna have to drop out. So yeah, lo and behold, I end up leaving and about maybe six to eight months after i was going through like a whole life crisis i was like what am i gonna do i don't have money for college do i am i gonna go to community college like what is the situation and and, you know my family is all like you know somewhat discouraged disappointed and i'm i'm lost a friend of mine ends up telling me about an ailey work study program first time i'm hearing about ailey by the way so now i'm just Mm. like whoa Black dancers on stage. I can actually take a dance class similar to the Luan video that I saw on YouTube. And I was like, wait, time out. What is this life? Literally the moment I found the application for the work study program, my whole life shifted. I I think from that moment on, dance was going to be my forever. And life has been history since then. (laughs)
0: So had you like, never taken a dance class before that Lu'am video?
1: Yes, I've never taken a dance Not class Not even like I've,
0: school, like talent nope. shows, nothing.
1: So I... Wow. I always, yeah. I always like loved watching music videos. I loved, you know, that sort of was like a massive one during my era, right? So... I always admired dance. And also the first time I came across dance was more in a battle setting, Um, like underground New York when flexing was like on its come up. And I always admired like the way they like created and the way they danced, the personalities that came up. It just really like drew me in. I came across a friend of mine named Katrina, very, very old uh, friend of mine from high school. And... We were like the dancers of the school, and we actually studied Michael Jackson's like thriller to teach to the rest of the school for our sing. I don't know if any other high school had like a sing, um, but it's pretty much like a talent show for all of the theater kids, and all of the other students can participate, but usually it's just the theater kids. Uh You know what? We want to throw a whole Michael Jackson tribute. We studied beat it, we studied thriller, we studied everything and taught it to like the whole school and whoever wanted to participate. So from there, that was my first talent show ever.
0: Wow. Getting a solo
1: for Billie Jean. And that's when I was like, okay, I think I want to be on stage. But it was never in like an actual want because in high school, it was all about business. It was all about making the money. It was all about making the family proud. It was all about, you know, like you had your duties. And dance wasn't something that you can do. And that was my, that was my intro to like dancing, dance class, refreshing taught moves. Um, it wasn't until I really saw, oh my God, there are classes out there for me to be able to take.
0: Wow, like, do you remember the first yeah, class was, that was, you like took?
1: Ooh, first class that I took. It was, oh my God, who was it? It either was Luwan. Or Jared Jenkins and uh Neil Schwartz, they did a oh, what class was it? Um oh,
0: was it the um
1: Sam Smith. Yes. Yes. I it that was song. so long ago. It was so long ago. They did a Sam Smith song and it was it was really weird because it was like a breakup song and I think that was when synchronicity was kind of kicking in in my life because I was going through like a small little breakup myself at the time. <laughs> and it was the like, first time I was like, okay, now I can, I can like actually myself. express
0: myself. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. And I was That's like, so oh my God. Amazing. I felt like, um, yeah, That's I That's so
0: amazing. Love. So what has been your journey since discovering dance? What are some of your favorite moments with dance that you've had?
1: Honestly, it was, there's stages of it. Um, I think as you grow in your career, um, you start to appreciate different things. When I was starting out, I think I was amazed at the different versatility of classes that I was able to take and was interested in. And the type of crowds, underground, uh, freestyle. Um, I would take like four or five different classes. And I think that hustle and bustle and, you know getting it and training and putting my body through like you know crazy workouts i think i missed that part i think one of my first jobs i went overseas for a tour in canada for like haitian kid retreats um and for them to like it was a foundation for them to get education uh, a fundraiser for them to pay for education and pay for Pretty much schooling, all of it, touring, doing what I love, being around great people. I think there's nothing better than doing what you love with great people. In all honesty, okay. and I think that's what I miss. Um, there's just so many stages. I think I'm it to answer your question. I'm gonna say all of it. Yeah, I all of it, the whole journey, the getting down to it, the networking, and the discovering who you are, and as well as like just getting better, like expressing yourself, finding your skill, finding your style, finding your expression, it all, all of it, every part of the journey.
0: And it must be so it must be so different coming to dance and finding that passion and that love of it at an older age where you can really like mentally connect with it in such a different way than like a three-year-old something so interesting and something that i could never experience starting dance Mm -hmm. in that type of mental space that must just be so that's so cool that you got to experience that
1: oh yeah it was amazing it was it was truly transformative for me um and i think also as a man you know growing up where i grew up as well as just like you know being a man in, in this day and age um things are changing but i think I grew up in a time where you couldn't really express your emotions or you felt weak or you were
0: seen, mm.
1: seen as weak or you were seen as so not strong and powerful in your manhood. So for me to find a place where I was like, okay, this is where emotion can come out and express itself, I fell in love. And, and yeah. from there, it was just like, okay, there's a space for people like me, all different types, gay, straight, um, you know, male, female, uh, androgynous, the whole nine. Like, there was just a melting pot of people just there for the same cause, same purpose, to get better for the love of passion of dance and moving forward with it. It was everything. Yeah. It was everything. And especially at a time where, like, before the digital age, there was just so much raw passion in it. And it wasn't necessarily for the camera, not not saying that dance has changed, but there was a different energy. And I walked into it with such... Amazement And some of the greatest people that we see today on stage were in class during that time. So I was like, oh my yeah. God, I'm seeing greatness. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: It was yeah, crazy. I think, I feel like we we're both similar ages and we had this kind of, it's nice that we got to experience this like pre-super social media digital time and then have had to grow with mm-hmm. it. And I think... I mean dance has changed and the industry has changed and but it's it's nice to be able to look back there's benefits to both obviously of of sharing what happens along the the training process with the world and then the the professional stuff which is a whole whole conversation we could have but I think it's it's really cool to hear stories about people who experience both and of been there for that kind of transitional time I like to think that it, it will oh, yeah. help us <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it will yeah. it does like, the, the world is changing the world is changing and it's, it's moving in a direction that connects so many different people with so many different art, artistries around the world influences so many different people Like I wish there was internet the way it, what is now Back yes. when I was a kid because I feel like yeah. I would have been exposed to so much amazing artistry at yes, such an early age and not feel like I have to yeah it, it's it's an amazing place that we're in um,
0: yeah
1: and I'm it's, enjoying it's it really I'm, wild. you have to move with the times yeah
0: exactly yeah it's like there's mm-hmm. pros and cons to both obviously the there's there's struggles that come with the mental health and social media and perfectionism and all of that mm-hmm. but I think of it also like oh my gosh I would have died being able to have Instagram and, like, see dancers from all around the world and all these different... Like, I remember being so passionate about, like, Mm -hmm. contemporary ballet, but, like, I don't think... When I was, like, passionate about it, it didn't... Like, there wasn't a word for it, really. I was like, I like when they do ballet, but Mm -hmm. it kind of looks like hip-hop, but it kind of looks like jazz, but... And I remember my teachers were like, I wanted to, like, do a project about that, and they were like, well, we don't know what that is. And, like if I'd had access, yeah. like, even just, I was, like, so close. It was, like, a few years before, like, Instagram and everyone started changing. It's, like, it's really interesting to think about that. So there's there's pros and cons to everything, but I, I think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your relationship with dance changed or has it changed during this weird time that we're living through? <laughs> I know that you um, and Emma have been yeah. doing some kind of Other like there's so many aspects to a dance career and you guys have been diving into so many different Mm -hmm. realms and production and direction and acting and all of that. It's it's all under this big umbrella of the dance world.
1: It has changed. Trends, like it it is transformed huge. Um, I think throughout quarantine, I've discovered a good portion of my motivation and why I was pushing so hard and a lot of it has to do with a lot of shadow work a lot of like you know mental awareness about what my desires are and you know the lacks that I feel in myself and I think a lot of us were going through that during my uh, quarantine um now Mm -hmm. that you were able to actually just sit down and just be with yourself so a good portion of my relationship with dance has been to walk away from this sense of competitiveness with everyone in the room um, now that it's a professional setting rather than just like a passion and also just figuring out what is it that I want to do in the industry what do I want what am I going to be fulfilled by instead of just going for the jobs that everyone just wants to claim because it's the most famous one or the most Mm. uh, acclaimed one for everyone to reach for um, and the most common so for me i really narrowed in on what i truly may have wanted for myself and it's changed how i train it's changed how i move it's changed my motivation it's changed the way i've you know related to my own body and it's transformed the way i approach my artistry which led to so many other things um, like you said before, I've done photography, I'm doing the right thing. And these are all things that I've always wanted to do. I've always had these grand visions of things I've wanted to do when I was a kid and never had words to claim these positions and roles. Cause you know, growing up where I'm growing, growing up where I grew up, you don't really have a lot of examples of success. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I want to be in that music video. Oh, I want to make something like that. Oh, that's cool. Who makes that who does that you don't really know and now coming into quarantine i had the ability to be like okay what do i want what do i want to make who am i inspired by and it's changed my whole trajectory with everything um me and my partner has started up a production company called karma um we're going to be releasing some short films really really soon um trying to bring it okay. back onto TikTok, which is the new platform, yeah. So we have some things in the work. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I'm bringing in mental health back into my artistry, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm, I'm, I'm being healthy with my choices, being healthy with my body and my spirit and just doing the things that feel aligned with who I am as a person and who I want to be.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love what you said about taking away the competition, aspect of being in the room Mm -hmm. with people and competing because it is a thinking of it as a professional setting and I've never heard anyone put it that way before but I think that's such a really Mm -hmm. like an eye-opening way to think about it it's like there is this kind of underlying competitive like it's kind of like under under the surface that like oh maybe we should be like oh competing with these people but it really isn't a competition if anything you should be competing with yourself to you know be better than you were the day before but even that can be kind of a negative Uh way of looking at it but I love the idea of thinking like I'm in a professional setting and I am here because I deserve to be here and I'm gonna do my work because this is Uh my work and like it's not like you're fighting mm. to be there. You're there, so treat it like it's professional. I love that concept. I need to. I need to think oh, about yeah. that. I love that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's. That's been a, a game changer. Um, yeah,
0: I love that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because it changes what you want. It changes your outlook on how you see yourself, how you see your artistry, how you treat your. I think also yeah. changing that perspective is allowed me to be a lot more softer with myself, a lot more um, compassionate towards what comes out of me that day creatively. Because not all time do professional artists come out with top 110% work all the time. Like maybe you're going to be 25 one day, maybe you're going to feel like a 25, but you got to show up as 100. And because you don't feel 100, you're going to feel like damaging yourself every day no allow yourself to feel the ebbs and flows of this artistry and i think that competitiveness stripped away from the equation allows you to feel a lot more love and passion for your artistry and i think yeah, that's where i when you when that's you think stage about it I'm like at. we yeah. started
0: it we started doing this because we love it even if you start later in life exactly. even if you start when you're three and you decide to keep going and you know your parents ask you if you want to keep going it's you do it from love and it's so easy i think before i i at least for myself it's it's been really eye opening during quarantine and everything where you kind mm-hmm. of are like oh my god what am i doing like why am i doing this i used to love this right. do i still love it like taking that pause and being like am i doing this with love and for love and just having that reflective time i think is is so beautiful so i love that thank you for sharing oh, yeah. that that concept that just opened up a whole yeah. i need to go journal about it later
1: <laughs> right right i'm big on journaling oh my god journaling is
0: yeah like life. oh i love the journal <laughs> session okay so mm-hmm. it's time for our first game Let me get my little. would you rather mm-hmm. <laughs> so if anyone is watching mm-hmm. live or is watching the replay Definitely let us know what you would rather. These are very silly. Would you rather? So, mm-hmm. would you rather have to narrate everything you see aloud forever or seep chili sauce from your pores when you sweat?
1: Honestly, I would rather narrate everything. Like, I, yeah, I would rather narrate everything. Honestly, this, I feel like I admire people who just save us on our mind all the time there's just something about those people who just seem so carefree and I live in my mind so much that I'm like you know what I kind of want that to the yeah. extreme like I definitely definitely
0: cool <laughs> Definitely. oh this one's a little scandalous for these um would you mm-hmm. rather have explosive diarrhea every morning when you wake up or have oh scissors God. for hands.
1: <laughs> oh damn!
0: <laughs> yeah, not great.
1: That is so difficult. Okay, okay, okay. Damn,
0: that is yeah, so it's difficult. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not a great. Not a great choice. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. Oh, no. I'm gonna go with the scissor hands. I'm going with the scissor and I can't. You can make it I can't. Work. Yeah, there's ways to make it work. I can become a chef. There's, there's lanes that I feel like I can walk down. Yeah, where it would be so much more.
0: You would have so much space in class because no one useful. would want to get sliced by your scissor hands.
1: Right, and I'll I'll be like Mr. Green. Like I would just be sharp. All of my lines will be lines. You could,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like you could cut people. You could have cut my hair instead of me cutting my own hair. See, right.
1: I got a whole okay. Stylist.
0: Last one of these, would you rather cry 126 tears each time you saw a car or get stung by a scorpion each time you have a drink?
1: I think I'm going to go with the scorpion and the drink. Yeah. Why? I can play that off and make that badass. But do scorpions kill you? get stung by a scorpion.
0: Maybe you get, like, immune to it if you get stung so much, like, you don't notice the poison. I don't know... I'm not right. very and versed on, like, scorpion knowledge, so that might be wrong, but...
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know, but I think I'm down for the scorpion. I can make that look badass. And you yeah. can, you know, develop a tolerance to the pain. I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. I would imagine so. I'd imagine. <laughs> Amazing. <Right>. Well, <laughs> I would love to talk with you a little bit more about your passions outside of dance. I know we teased them a little yes. bit. But what are some of your passions outside oh, yeah. of dance?
1: Okay, so... There's so many. Uh, for one, <laughs> so I love many. photography. Yeah, I've loved photography. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Rashida, really, mm-hmm. really, really old friend of mine. We just reconnected not so long ago, and um, she was a huge supporter in a lot of like my artistries in, in general, like dance. Um, back when we were in summer camp, uh, just like a great mover. Uh, she supported like me taking pictures, she supported me doing everything and photography was something that sat with me for a very long time. I I also learned it from my dad. He had such a lovely like vision for art and just he wasn't very much of a talkative guy, but he had like a whole bunch of like pictures around that and some photos like, of himself. So I got my photography from him. Um I definitely wanna be an actor. Um I'm stepping into the directing world right now. I I honestly want to make movies. Yeah, there's so many things. Like, I'm trying to model. uh, There's a plethora.
0: Everything. (laughs) But one main thing that is on my plate,
1: mental health advocacy. Um, That's really, 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 really really important. Um, Especially being someone who's discovered and suffered from anxiety and depression his whole life. I think growing up, Spoke about it enough, and now it's pretty much one of the most things I preach on my Instagram and all of my social medias. It's always about being mentally healthy, how to take care of yourself, how to take care of others when they need more. I think that's definitely one of my main uh, focuses right now.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. that. Talk a little bit more about um, safe space, and I, I remember seeing a little bit about this. You were posting. What is safe mm-hmm. space?
1: okay so it was a it was a grand idea at first um and then dialed it back down to really to get a stepping process um I, I love a big dream always fell in I love,
0: love a big dream so yes
1: yeah um I originally fell in love with retreats and wellness and mental health and their things or uh There are uh, events that go overseas and, you know, you take like a a whole week and you're just all about healing. You're, You're meditating, you're going through therapy, you're going through sound baths. You're like, there's so many things that, you know, just are geared to the body to heal. And for me, I considered those spaces safe spaces. And the biggest thing for me was whoever decided to design it, created a space of healing and that was so powerful for me so you know my lovely partner emma has dialed it down for me in a way where i can conceptually figure out a way to help people because that was one of my biggest things always having deep conversations with people getting them to themselves or um getting to the root of a trauma or an issue and and just talking it out with people who obviously need someone to talk to so during quarantine I think we all can say we were going through a heavy, heavy depressive episode, um, oh, yeah. especially in the beginning, where we had no idea what the world was going to be. We had no idea where our careers were going to go, where money was going to come from. Government had our backs with the stimulus checks, yet like things were just really, really heavy. So, safe space in general developed as a healing activity, but then it started out as a Instagram challenge. The Instagram challenge was a seven day uh, challenge of prompts and journaling and sharing it on a social media platform. And the point of it was to start sharing and start connecting with your immediate Instagram community. And the reason why I wanted to do it on Instagram was because for one, we were locked in, everyone was locked in their homes and everyone was spending most of their time on Instagram. And on top of that, Instagram especially for the artist community became a place to show only your perfection rather Mm -hmm. than your actual process and journey and for me that was where a lot of our internal dialogues became an issue where we would compare ourselves or this person's doing great when in actuality they're just having a really hard time keeping it together they just look really perfect on their Instagram so for me I was like okay everyone's in their mouth right now. Everyone's in their head. Let's get some realness out onto this app. And the prompts were about, you know, what are you feeling today? How are you, um, what is your idea of vulnerability? How do you share your story with people? How, um, when was your last oppressive episode? What did you do to help soothe yourself? Like these are the type of questions that everyone on a daily basis, even when the world is normal, go through and we don't talk about it. Um, yeah. So I think from here, I decided to make it a challenge invite some people into a, uh, a group and you know, daily they'll get these prompts and they would have to share it on their Instagram story. And if people commented on their story, create a dialogue, create a conversation and a vulnerable and honest conversation. And you will be surprised at how much you can discover from simply just sharing your story. And it's helped some people out. Some people have come out. Some people have healed their relationship with their sisters, brothers, siblings, cousins, mothers. And it was a real empowering uh, time in my life. Uh, as the people who were a part of it, I think we really appreciated that time uh, to practice the idea of vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. Well, a safe space in general. But it's, it's growing as a company right now. Um, I'm still working on making it an in-person situation rather than just online, but that was the premise of Safe Space. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I love that. Like, having a community within a bigger, vast space that is so, you know, it can be so consuming and so, like you said, Mm -hmm. fosters comparing and fosters, you know, making Mm -hmm. everything look perfect and then it's actually not and people just assuming that Uh you know and which is something I always have been working on and have to work on more is is assuming what other people are thinking assuming what other people are doing and comparing myself that's that's a journey that I'm on myself and so I think that that's such a wonderful um, you know way to use a platform that fosters so much of that negativity and switch it and try to bring it back to the actual community building and reflecting and sh- actually yes. sharing instead of just showing i think that that's such a great message exactly. and a mission i love that
1: yeah yeah that's that was my main issue yeah that was my main thing um but yeah that 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 was safe space it should be coming back really really soon on instagram i'm just trying to find my life in all these other areas and, and dedicate some real time to developing it and enhancing it.
0: Amazing. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: We we do a lot. We do a lot.
0: Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for that because I think that's such a great, a great message and a great way to use a platform um, that can cause a lot of issues. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay. It is time for yeah. our next game, which is less of a game and more of a little mystery so it's time for questions (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to randomly pick from each of these and we can always veto them and we'll see what we get some of them are from a website called questions to ask your dad they have a lot of great questions on that website so I always like to shout them out no affiliation with them but uh, they've got a great list of questions Right. Okay, let's see right. what we got. Okay. Also, I think one of these questions Emma might have gotten, which is like so crazy because I shuffle these and that's really weird. Okay, pick a that's color. Interesting.
1: Orange.
0: Ooh. Okay, what is your most treasured possession?
1: Ooh. Whew. Um, honestly, no, it's really not that hard. Um, my family and my relationship—I think I've always grown up with this idea that family is always going to be first to me. Um, and that always keeps me grounded. It keeps me, you know, challenged. It keeps me inspired and to stay myself. Um, so yeah, I truthfully, my honest, true real truest possession is my relationship and my family and my I relationship with dance with my company.
0: i love yeah. that <laughs> yeah all right
1: next question yeah yeah i'm gonna go with blue
0: oh this is the yeah, one that go i think emma got have you ever gone to the bathroom and not honestly. washed your
1: hands honestly i'm gonna be real everyone has done it once everyone has done it twice <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Especially when you're little, and if like, you are saying you haven't, oh yeah, like sometimes you just forget. We're just sometimes more aware you're of it now, like right, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, now it seems really crazy because of like COVID and everything, but it's definitely happened. Oh yeah, oh hands <laughs> right.
1: down. hands
0: down. <laughs> Next I'm go question.
1: I'm gonna go with the. What
0: pink. talent would you most like to have?
1: Ooh, um. I mean, I'm pursuing all the ones that I do want to have, <laughs> but the thing that I've never really like knew for a while, I might not be able to have it. Is the ability being able to sing and blow and inspire people with a voice? That to me is phenomenal. Like Adele, Alicia Keys, like Anthony Hamilton, Lauren Hill. There's so many people that inspire me with their voice, and it's yeah. moving. Like you can make people cry when you sing. You know what I mean? Like that's touching. That is, yeah. that is moving to me.
0: Well, you never know. Maybe you could add some voice lessons to your many list of things to do. <laughs>
1: right, right. Sing on my own rap tracks.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <clears throat> All right. Last right. one of these. What embarrasses you the most in I'm front of afraid. other people?
1: Honestly, I'm going to go with stumbling over my words or, you know, like going on on a rampage of like just talking not knowing where like what saying goes anywhere you know what i mean like i i feel like not being understood i think that's the thing yeah not being understood because of like my words not being as like proficient or like not knowing what i'm talking about like that's that's what would embarrass me the most
0: yeah and our last question that i ask everyone Mm -hmm. is what brings out your most Mm -hmm. creative self
1: it's been changing honestly Mm -hmm. um it ebbs and flows. Some uh, okay. days I would, I'm a movie buff. You know, I want to be a movie director one day. So sometimes all it takes is a movie to like spark so much, much, so much of my mm. artistry. Um, some days I just need to literally lay down in a park and just listen to lofi hip hop and meditate. Or some days it's about like doing something active, going to a bar and just people watch there's so many things about life that inspire me um i think the most is just sitting and watching just really educational things I explained on netflix for some apparent reason sports like that way oh my god that's a whole other system i didn't think about and i like expanding my mind if, if i was to like call it anything it's expanding my mind mm, that's what i love that. Creatively gives me juice yeah
0: wow i love that okay well where can people find you how can people connect with you you guys have so much going on so many different places to connect and ways to work with you and and see your work what is the best way to find you
1: i have multiple accounts i have my first lighthouse visions if you guys want to shoot with me hit me up yummy. me um I also have my email in the bio, so definitely you can email me there. Uh, my personal account is x underscore underscore Carlos Kid. Um, that is my personal account. There's another one for Safe Space uh, at Safe Space HBH. Uh, as Vulnerable Healing, um, and I think those are my those are my top three. If you want to email me, it's Carlos Kid92 at Gmail and yeah. Those
0: are my platforms. Awesome. And platforms. if you would like to connect with me, you can always follow my personal account, Haley Grove, to see all my dance stuff. And finally, the podcast uh, Instagram is the correct name now. So you can find us at Dear Dance Pod on Instagram um, and definitely connect with us over there. Follow all the things. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Essentially, Haley, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers, so that will really help me out. Um, and the last thing that I'll plug is the Patreon for this show. Um, and I'm really excited because when we hit a 100 uh, patrons, uh-huh. I'm going to be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So, if we have 500 patrons then that's $500 that goes to a dancer who needs some money to make a content video or you know pay their dancers or get really good snacks there's so many ways that we can help the dancers in our community and uplift everyone Um, so definitely check that out all of that information will be in the show notes and have a great night everyone Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at deardancepod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.